Good evening and welcome to another episode of Chasing Spirits Paranormal. I'm your host, Henry, along with Jeff and Paige. Good evening. Paige, what is our cocktail for tonight? We're calling it the Camille. The Camille. Which is in honor of the heroine of tonight's story. The Camille cocktail. Camille. It's got, uh, well, we have two different versions of Camille tonight. We have a um, one that's made with peach moonshine. From my favorite distillery in West Virginia, Devil's Do. I'm out of the peach now. Road trip. And also an orange, blood orange liqueur. And the other one from Pennsylvania. And you top them off with some club soda and a splash of grenadine. And serve it forth. Well, I like it. You should. I do. I, you haven't had one that I... Well, the only one you did not like really was the one with the absinthe. You did not care for the ass. <laughs> oh, did not. It's like the car taste, I think, because it's all because it's very licorice. Yeah. Like black licorice, so. Oh, yeah, absolutely. It's an acquired taste. It is. It's definitely an acquired taste. Yeah. By the way, we do have Ryan and Nikki here. So this is Ryan's last sit-in for until he goes back to school. Ryan yeah. wanted to come. <laughs> He's here, and my wife Nikki is here also. Hi. Did you just get bit? Mm-hmm. Puppy teeth. <laughs> And we got Tongan here causing trouble. It's all good. I was playing with the toy. You will hear her in the background occasionally. Because she's just a four month old puppy, and that's what they do. Yeah, she's a cutie. You okay? Stinker. So, anyway. Well, tonight, kids, we are going to talk about. I'm still on that Civil War kick for a while. Okay. And I'm not sure, but possibly this may be. The story of another woman in white. Uh-oh. They're kind of common, aren't they? I have to give a shout-out to Nancy Roberts. Roberts. She wrote Civil War Ghost Stories and Legends. Hmm. Sounds like a good little book. It is. I have a... Uh, I, I, I like to study forts. And why do you like to study forts? What's so? I like. All right. Well, it started when I was a boy. I, fort Ticonderoga, the real rock, the fortifications that are made out of stone. Okay. How they were made, and they were just really impressive. Well, tonight we're going to talk about Fort Monroe. Is Fort Monroe also made with stones or wood? Oh my! No, no. This is like a real beautiful. Well built out fort. Okay. With a moat. Ooh, okay, medieval here. Almost. It is in Virginia Beach, right on the peninsula. And it was actually established by President Monroe, where he actually had other forts built to the same specifications. Okay. Hence the name, Fort Monroe. Yeah. Um, do you know who the, one of the architects was? Adams. Uh-uh. Jefferson. No. Lieutenant Robert E. Lee. Oh. He was an engineering I officer. Not, yeah. I did not realize Lee did architecture. He did. He was an engineering officer by trade. Hmm. Anyway, to make a long story short, there's about three or diff- three forts that are almost similar. There's... Fort Jefferson, which is down in the Florida Keys, which protected the waterways down there. Right. Fort Monroe, here in Virginia. 
And then up in Rhode Island, there's an additional fort. Named? Fort Adams. Fort Adams, as in John Adams? I guess. I don't know. The only reason I really found this interesting was I was watching a movie about um, Dr. Mudd when he was sent down to Fort Jefferson to serve out his prison term. Okay. For the assassina- his involvement with the assassination of Abraham Lincoln. Ah. Oh. Even though he just did what a doctor does, Booth came to him with a broken ankle, mm-hmm. and he mended it. That's what they do. But because he mended Booth's broken ankle, he was considered an accessory? Exactly. Ah. Mm-hmm. You were pretty tough back then, huh? Yeah. And he actually served out his prison term, and then it wasn't a very nice environment that they had him in. And that was Fort Jefferson. Which is basically the same shape on the island. And these are huge installations. <coughs> they were coastal artillery, mm-hmm. so they could protect the, the waterways. Okay. So tonight, we are going to talk about the historic and haunted Fort Monroe and its for, um, forbidding moat. Fort Monroe is a former military installation in Hampton, Virginia. At... At where? Henry. I'm, I'm, I'm here. I'm I here. know. You're reaching here. <laughs> Old Point Comfort. Old Port Comfort. Port, okay. Now... The thing about Port Comfort is this goes back to when the establishment of Jamestown and the first slaves actually came through here. Fort Monroe is... Was it like a docking point for Yes, uh, it was. Slave, this, slave boats? Is, well, actually the first few slaves came in through that docking point. And the reason I chose it is just like I was told you about my interest in the old fortification, the old stone fortifications. But the interesting story is, yes, there are ghosts down there, but it's also like a plethora of the who's who of ghosts. The who's who. So who is supposedly there besides Camille? Well, <laughs> there is a uh, fireplace in the one of the older homes inside the post that actually housed Abraham Lincoln. There's a fireplace? He's actually been seen by the fireplace looking at the fire. Which is a tall, lanky man. He was in the fireplace. (laughs) I was like, wait a minute, hold on. And General Grant was down there during the Civil War, towards the end. Grant was everywhere. Well, yes, well, he was in command. So a lot of discussion was, but the interesting fact about Fort Monroe was even during the whole Civil War, the Union actually occupied it, maintained it. And it was an enemy land, enemy territory. Yes, and this is after Virginia joined the Confederacy. Huh, well, Virginia had the capital of the Confederacy, so. Yeah, I know. (laughs) 
And I, you know, I, I had to do some studying on that and just to figure that out, how the hell the, the, logistically this was taken care of. At one time, this post actually had 4,500 people in it. Ooh, that's a lot of people. And you're talking also contraband slaves. Ah, uh, so, yeah, there was well, the defendant. So, tell us about this Camille person. Okay. Uh, there's... The interesting fact is, during the Civil War, when even though the state of Virginia joined the Confederacy, like I told you before, it still was manned by Union forces. And the units were from Massachusetts, Vermont, New York, the New York Volunteers. And then you had the 7th New York Infantry Regiment, which was comprised of almost German-speaking immigrants. Uh-huh. Oh. So that's where this is going to come into play in a little bit. It reminds me of uh, Shepherdstown, where they had all them, <clears throat> the German immigrants I thought they had Irish. I thought it was German. It was an immigrant. Well, during the first years of the war, of the Civil War, there was a captain. His name was Wilhelm Kurtz. Definitely a German name. Yeah. I could only assume he was a member of the unit. I tried to look him up on the rosters, and I couldn't find anything. Couldn't find any Wilhelm Kurtz? No. And he was part of what was known as the Steuben Rifles. They were attached to protect the fort. Well, needless to say, he was an older gentleman. Gray-haired. And he fell in love with a Virginia girl named Camille. Uh-oh, he was older than her, right? Oh, much older. Uh-oh. That's not always not a good combination. Well, Camille, like many young women was a vivacious and beautiful, intelligent, charming. She was the full bag of chips. All that in a bag of chips, damn. You bet. And like most young women, she was a flirt. No. Yeah. She th- so she flirted with old Wilhelm, and he just kind of took it too seriously? Oh, well, he took it way too serious. Uh-oh. Even though he was a, he was gray. I got a, the description I have of uh, Wilhelm was he was gray haired and somewhat pompous. He had a problem. He was extremely jealous. Uh-oh. Dun dun dun. Jealous old man. From the day they were married, he watched her. Keep he kept track of her every day. Oh, that's not good. Control freak too. Yeah. And as you're aware of, you know, most social circles down there, they're very small and limited. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. And with the officer's cadre, is even smaller. So, Camille, being a little bit flirtatious, she mm-hmm. actually would talk with the other officers, and then some of the women folk just didn't like that. So, he kept an eye on her. Mm-hmm. Well, Camille actually started living in fear that he, Wilhelm would always threaten her. Mm-hmm. Abusive then, huh? Oh, yeah. We're going to talk about that, too. 
and he was deathly afraid that she would fall in love with someone else. And leave him, I imagine. Exactly. Well, with all that abuse that she's been going through, I, I could see that. Well, the one thing is, like I was telling you about the officer's cadre, there was like, I, I don't know how many officers were down there, but there'd be quite a bit. And they actually had their spouses living with them on the post, which was almost unheard of. Well, you know, I can see it being good for the, the officers to have your spouse with you. Good for morale. Yeah. And, like I said before, she was flirtatious. Oh. Was she flirting with the wrong man? Oh. And he's a control freak. He's a control freak. Jealous control freak. Bad combination. And he actually considered that since, with his age, that he cannot, he'd be able to control her. <laughs> That's a laugh, ain't it, Ryan? Oh, yeah, it is. Hardy, har, har. Huh. And we all know that a man trying to control a woman... It always worked that way. How does that work for you, Henry? No. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, kids. He would actually break out in jealous rages. Uh-oh. Typical man. And accusing her cruelly and sometimes beating her. Oh, that's not good. So he's abusive. He's, oh. We're talking yeah. about, you know those gowns that the woman used to wear? She, they would find, like, if it would slip down, there would be a bruise on her shoulder or on uh, her arm. Uh, this Yeesh. is not good. And she really just had to deal with all that. Yeah, because, you know, back in them days, there wasn't any such thing as calling the cause on domestic abuse. No. You just had to deal with it. And divorce was uh, frowned upon. Not heard of. Yeah, exactly. It's like divorce. If she divorced him, for whatever reason, she would have been soiled goods, you know. Well, you know, the one thing I looked at was when Camille came around, she must have been a real pretty girl. Okay. That doesn't mean he has to abuse her. Well, he felt he had to keep control. And she was younger than him. And much younger. And there was just no way of actually helping her out. But. But. You know, she was enduring it for I don't know how long. And then the other women wouldn't even talk to her at times because she was considered a flirt. So who the hell did she have to talk to? She was lonely. Mm Mm-hmm. Absolutely. With that comes the third part of our play. Uh-oh. Third act, huh? A young officer was assigned down there. Pierre. Pierre, he's oh. French. Uh-oh. I know. <laughs> now, we're talking this man cut a fine figure in uniform. Uh-oh. I see where this is going. He was blonde. He was pretty. Uh-oh. And they struck up a friendship. And basically, that they had each other to talk to, so it made the the times pass. Well, anyway, Wilhelm was sent out on an assignment. So he's 
So Wilhelm is gone for a couple of days. Passions flew. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. When they were caught in the throes of passion, Uh-oh. Wilhelm came home a, a, the night before and found them that way. Uh oh. Uh oh. So Wilhelm discovered his wife in the arms of another man. <gasps> so he pulled out his revolver. Bang. He shot her. He's a total dick. And the women actually tried to help her. They were going to nurse her back to health. She lasted through the night. (laughs) And then she died. No. Poor Camille. What happened to little Pierre? Uh, You know what? Pierre just kind of faded out into the woodwork and... Found some yellow young thing. After he did. And Wilhelm went to jail. Well, he did murder his wife. But after the Civil War, he was in he was in jail, and he goes back to the um, to Fort Monroe. Mm-hmm. And he made friends with an officer, so he spent the night. Now. We're talking, this is a pretty big installation. Right. And there are some roads that aren't very well lit. And he was walking out one night. Mm-hmm. And all of a sudden he looked over and he saw this illumination coming from a very dark area. Mm-mm. So he didn't tell anybody who he was. And all of a sudden, there floating above, all in this white was Camille. Camille. So Camille shows up. As a ghost. She confronts him? Yeah. Good for so her. So he winds up getting on his knees and begging for forgiveness. Oh, she didn't. Oh, she said, you son of a bitch, you killed me because and you're, you abused me. And I hope she just told him to go fuck himself. Okay. Yeah, we'll, we'll go with that. <laughs> I mean, you know, he treated her like dirt. And she, you know, I don't condone her behavior for being a um, adulteress, but, you know, he had this older man, young, vivacious female. He probably couldn't satisfy her, plus the abuse and the, the total ill treatment. She's going to go find solace someplace else. Yeah. yeah, you know, that's just human nature. That's exactly what happened. If he would have been a little bit nicer to her... Things could have been, been different. Exactly. Or now, my, my he, question to you, though, is this. is He was a Union officer. Mm-hmm. And she was a Virginian. Oh, so that's even more problem. Especially, what, how did her family feel about this? You know what? I don't know. That'd be a good question to find out. Because you had the family... Who um, were probably more Confederate sympathizers? I would think maybe they were Union. I don't know. Maybe interesting to find out. Well, that can. So shall we go down to Fort Monroe so we can find Camille and ask her? Well, actually, there's a lot more ghosts down there too. Oh. You know, it was an active duty post for many, many years. After the war. Oh yeah. 
all I mean, Fort Monroe was still when even when I was on active duty, it just started to close down. Oh it, yeah. And basically, it was one of those little heart hidden gems. Yeah, I mean, it's, I've been there. It's a very nice post. <laughs> but now it's just a... It's a state park. It's, it's a, a federal park. park. Okay. And they tried to bring it back to the period of time. Oh, fun. So they have, do they have, um, I mean, actors walking around? People? Uh, the tire? I don't know. But they have a really large museum. Okay. And I'm sure there are people that do dress in period clothing at times. So that can invoke other spirits. Right. So they have a museum and they, they have all the artifacts. Therefore exactly. The There's a lot. And like I told you, water attracts spirits. Yes. Yeah, so what other spirits are they? What you said there's a little, little boy there? There was a little boy ghost that some of the maintenance men came across when they were doing some work in one of the attics. And they just found, you know, these two workmen went up to this attic. Mm-hmm. And this little boy just sat there. And they didn't think anything of it because he had crayons and a coloring book. <laughs> So this is a modern-day ghost. Yeah, I wonder how he died. Nobody knows. Interesting. Because when people went down, they said, listen, I, your son may still be in the attic. And they're Yeesh. like, I have no children. Oh. Huh. So we don't know who the kid is. No. Hmm. And there's the great room where Abraham Lincoln was seen in one of the original buildings. Mm-hmm. And there's other ghosts. I'm sure there's a slave or two running around. Well, I got a um, <clears throat> a little uh, Edgar Allan Poe uh, ghost kind of thing going on, theme going on here. Now, <clears throat> a ghostly white lady is thought to have been the wife of a captain who shot her after she had an affair. She appears on the boardwalk oh, in a spot known as Ghost Alley. Mm-hmm. At the nearby Chamberlain Hotel, you may find Esmeralda, a ship's captain's daughter, seen on the eighth floor waiting for her father to come home, as well as a ghostly man in a top hat who appears on the porch and is believed to be Edgar Allan Poe. Oh. Edgar so- Allan is believed to have visited... There about a month before he died and recited poems <clears throat> to the young the young woman on that very porch. Now the thing with Edgar Allan Poe is that he served as a sergeant a sergeant major of the artillery at Fort Monroe. But after being commissioned, he decided that he no longer wanted to be in the uh, army and began to show up in the parade field wearing nothing but his hat. <laughs> All right then. Hey, Edgar. Go ahead, Rebel. Good. Good for him. <laughs> but I remember Edgar was in the... I didn't, he was, he was the I didn't know that he was at Fort Monroe, though. Either did I. I thought he was at West Point, but then I was at West Point. He did graduate from West Point. Did he? Yeah. Mm-hmm. He did go to West Point. 
Probably got his part of his commission there. Huh. Yeah, 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 yeah. I had no idea about that. And now you know. Yeah, now and knowing you know. is half the battle. Oh, by the way, he's thinking of Edgar Allen. His birthday's next weekend. Oh, oh no. That's true. And I've got to work. It's, it's, they're having their annual um, Poe birthday bash at the museum. And i got to work uh. that night till um, 7, which means I can still, in theory, make it to the, par- the party. So tell us about these parties. They're a lot of fun. <laughs> they usually have the embalmers playing. Our local favorite. Uh... It's band. Their um, their music is horror surf 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 music. The horror twist is. It, and they usually fun. have they have they usually have somebody dressed up as Edgar there and. Um, yeah. And they'll also have. Uh, the Poe po readings. Yeah, I hate to miss it again, but I'll be in New York. Oh, yeah, yeah, they, they yeah. have a cash bar. There's sometimes like a food truck. And you can go through the museum, of course, and just kind of mingle. And Well, didn't we go to the museum once before? We've been to the museum. I've yep. been to the museum several times. It's just that I have, you haven't been to one of the parties, the um, birthday party. No. And they'll do like a little um, interpretations of his, of his readings and others. It's just... It's kind of a neat little thing. Yeah. Well, that sounds pretty fun. Yeah. We usually make a tradition. We've made something of a tradition to go on his birthday party because it's Poe and, you know, and you can dress. Jeff and I go sometimes kind of on the gothic side, but that's just... No. I know, right? What? I know. And there's also Post Pub, which we a lot of times we will go to Post Pub before we go down to the museum for the party. Free game? What? Yeah, we free game. Well, at least get food before we go down there. Yeah. <laughs> well, at least do that because, yes, it's Pope. It's a thing. Well, that is my little story for tonight about Fort Monroe. <laughs> and yes, Poe is at Fort Monroe. So he's among the who's who's. The ghosties. Ghosties. That's yeah. right. I, I, I do remember reading about uh, Edgar Allan Poe being at Fort Monroe. Yeah. All yeah, the ghosties yeah. with the mosties. Yeah, uh, and um, I they're, guess... They're the A-list ghost. Yeah. We got Abraham Lincoln there. As well as Jefferson Davis, who was in prison there after he was falsely accused of, accused of plotting against President Lincoln's assassination. So, ah, uh, uh. <laughs> uh, what is that? Another that's another topic for another day, right? Yeah, but I I, I don't know. I I don't believe that. It's I mean, the man was running the goddamn Confederacy. I don't think he had time to think about Abraham Lincoln. No, he didn't. But that's just back in the day. Mm-hmm. So, well, with that. I, I mean, then they talk about all these other ghosts that are down there, and especially Ghost Alley. We got to get over there and have ourselves an adventure. We do need to go do an investigation. We do. Yes, I'm ready to do an investigation, get some video out, because we are in need. So, anybody know of any good spots locally? These spots within a couple hours of drive? Hit us up. We'll be more than happy to go check them out. Won't we, Henry? Ones that are... 
have ghosts in them. Yeah, and I promise not to get stoned before I go ghost hunting. Oh, please don't. <laughs> you, you're, too, they, you're too easily attached. Yeah, so <laughs> it, should be very, it should be a very interesting, um, I guess, adventure. Yes. Well, with that said... We shall call it a night. All right, you folks have a great night. Stay strange. Be weird. We always weird. We let our freak flags fly. <laughs> Have a good night. <laughs>